All right, well, let's get into uh, this word today. We were talking about the Holy Spirit and his gifts, and I'm going to ask this question again. Please not ask this question, but encourage everyone. You know, I know it's maybe sometimes out of some of our comfort zone, but please take some notes. Um, try to stay dialed in and locked in. Um, we were talking about it this morning, discipleship class, you know, uh, you know, uh, we went through a review and we went through the discipleship cross, disciples cross, we went through the disciples personality. So some people may have embraced the cross, you know, of course, is your anchor in the word and, and your prayer to God, your fellowship and witnessing. But some people haven't crossed over to offer their personalities to God. They still got that. This is how I roll. But is that how God wants us to roll? So, you know, it's, it's, it costs a lot more to offer all of ourselves over to God and be willing to do the uncomfortable. You know, it's easy to say this is the way I, ha- this is the way I am and this is the way I've been. But the scripture talks about us transforming, evolving, not staying stuck and atrophying at a certain level. Um, and so, so, so that's why I say I challenge you. Some of you may, may don't take notes, may don't like to read. Oh, I'm not a reader. It's really no such thing. You know, there are people that, that just don't read or are comfortable with reading or just, you know, for whatever reason. But we can, you know, that's not, like, that's not necessarily a core trait or value, not being a reader. You know, that's either you haven't been used to reading, you weren't stimulating in reading. Um, it's been a challenge reading, but all challenges can be broken. You know what I'm saying? So, you, so, so just offering to you as we go through this because... This is not just, me and Mr. Lamar, we talked about this. This is not just a basic word God is trying to give us. Well, none of it is basic words. But he's really trying to equip us for something in advance he's doing in the body of Christ. All right, so um, I have to read my instructions to myself. It's, in red, it's written in red, so it's important. All right, got it. So so we've been talking about the gifts of the Spirit, and so I do have a question that I want you just to ponder over. Do we care enough for our families to be gifted, or do we want them to just be dependents? You're having a very special day today, sir. Uh, (laughs) Just just letting you know I notice. (laughs) All right, so... Do we care enough for our families to be gifted or we, do we just want them to be dependents? So that's different uh, motivation we're operating with uh, our families and the people that we care about. Uh, can they get, can our family, friends, loved ones, can they get all they need for fulfillment from God and us? All that they need for their fulfillment. Can they get all that from us? And then uh, can our family... Our friends and unbelievers see God in and on us. Can our family, friends, unbelievers see God in and on us, in and on us, right? All this is going to be important as we go forward. So you can, you can get the specifics of those, those questions in detail on the video. All right. So this is the thing. Um, in reality... People see God through all that he has created, through all that he's, he's created, right? And let's look here in um, Romans 1. 
Romans 1. Just walk through a few foundational scriptures and then we'll jump into what we're going to talk about today. So Romans 1.20. It says, For the, the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. Look at this last statement so that we are without excuse. Right? Right? Amplify says, for every since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, his divine nature has been clearly seen, being understood through his workmanship, all his creation, the wonderful things that he has made, so that they who fail to believe and trust in him are without excuse and without de- defense, right? That's the Amplified, right? So, so again, we, we, because of all that God has created, we all have uh, the ability to see God uh, or, or there's a, we, obviously we don't have the ability to see God, but seeing God is available to all of us, okay? It's available, but we have to do some things to, uh, was it pay attention or to awaken to the reality of God's presence? And so let's go here to Matthew 5. Because my note told me to do something, so I'll be obedient. Matthew 5, verse 8. Of course, this is the Beatitudes, the attitudes and how, uh, yeah, how we should be. <laughs> be. Dash attitudes, <laughs> right? So the B attitudes, uh, verse eight. It says, "Blessed are what the pure in heart. Look, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God." So the pure in heart see what He created. And we just said we can see God through all things He created. That would include us. The pure in heart see the giftings and the callings on our life that God created. They see God through us if we do this thing right. See, see, the pure in heart don't dismiss God's gifting when they manifest his perfect will. The pure in heart can't dismiss God's gifting. So if God's gifting is flowing through Minister Lamar, the pure in heart can't dismiss that gifting because they know that gifting is going to facilitate them seeing God's Perfect will. We've talked about that the last couple of weeks, right? You know, one of the purposes of the gifts is for us to see the perfect will of God. See, when, when, when people operate in a pure heart, they, they aren't blowing off the, God's gifting of the perfect will of God as foolishness, right? So 1 Corinthians 2, 14, um, we talked about that this morning when we talked about what? The natural person, right? It says the natural man can't understand things, understand the things of God for what? They're spiritually discerned, right? Right, he can't understand the things of God for they're spiritually discerned. Like, like so we talked about discerning the spirits in a, a few weeks ago, like picking up the, the reality of what's going on, you know, even spiritually, or to speak, picking up if something is truly spiritual or not. You know, because sometimes things are presented like it's from God, but it's not necessarily from God, right? So, so, but if somebody is gifted and coming from God, that the, the person that is of a pure heart and spiritual picks it up right away. 
it can interrupt their daily routine. It can interrupt their defaults. Look, look, it can interrupt their habits and philosophies because they go, oh, this is God. You see what I'm saying? When, when God shows up, something in our lives change. But if you can keep the same uh, uh, flow and God shows up, something's, not, something's different. Like, you, there should be a, if anybody could interrupt your philosophies and your flows and the way you've always done things, that's how I do it, it should be God, right? Yeah, I remember in, uh, in uh, New Jersey, I went to a service, I told you this, and God uh, was telling me to go to Columbus, Ohio, which nobody in Newark is trying to go to Columbus. It's a, it's a wonderful place. I met my wife, but at the time, you know, I'm, I'm in Jersey. No, nobody's thinking about Ohio. And so, but I just knew I was supposed to go. See, it was a God interruption. I had a flow. I was, I was, I was, and my flaw, I was comfortable with my flow when pursuing basketball, but it was an interruption. You know, when God shows up, we pick it up, right? I, so, 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 so this is the thing, like, those that are operating in the natural, uh, having eyes they see, not having ears they hear not. But, but those that are pure in heart, uh, we perceive and understand because we're walking in the spirit. We perceive and understand. Those that are natural, they, they, God could be right in front of their face, they can't see it. God could be given a specific direction and they can blow it off and dismiss it based on some, you know, you know, this is how we all, everybody else does it. Or, or some, they blow it off of some family tradition or some weak philosophy that they've already had because they're operating in the natural. But a spiritual person, whoa, 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 man, forget what's comfortable for me. This is God talking. I recognize a God, a, a, a gifting of God, an environment of God, right? A place where I can flourish in God. I recognize that, right? Because I'm, I, I prepare myself to be pure in heart. But see, when you're not, when your heart is hardened, you can't see or perceive. You know, Matthew 13, uh, 14 and 15, right? That's the scripture, having eyes they see not and ears they hear not or, or close to it. So, so, so let's look at this. The gifts are an extension of God. It's an extension of him. It's a piece of him. Or it's an attachment of him. The gifts are an attachment of God. It's a piece of him. And, and so, so they're, they're not independent like, like, like I don't have a personal gift. I have a gift that's an extension of God that God's using to manifest his perfect will in, in this earth realm. And this all started, John 3.16, God so loved the world, he did what? He gave his only begotten son. Now, the whole purpose of him giving his son is so we could be born again, right? Right? Remember, we said the people that are born again operate in the gifts, right? And so, God was reinstating his process to manifest himself in the earth realm. See, see, at the beginning, God created heaven and earth. But, but, but he created for us, he created a life on earth for us to enjoy the things of heaven, for heaven to be on earth. You know, the Lord's Prayer, uh, for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. So, in the beginning, they were sitting with God in the cool of the day. They operated on heaven and earth, you know. Constant heaven and earth. They, 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 didn't, they, they didn't operate based on circumstances and limits and 
you know, if they, if they desired it, they spoke it, they had it, right? You know, <laughs> it's just kind of how it rolled, you know, right? And, and so because of sin, they separated themselves from the ability to operate in heaven or on earth. So they, they can only operate on maximize the earth realm, which is what some of us do. You know, we go out here, we hustle. And we're maximizing what we can do in the earth realm because we can't see our spiritual blessings in heavenly places or we don't stop to see them. Like we don't want to risk it. Well, you know, I'm on this grind. You, you know how like when you're on a grind, it's hard to stop because if you stop, you're like, well, then I might not feel like doing it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so, but then I, I, I kind of sense I'm hearing that to get off the grind and trust God, but suppose that wasn't God. And then I get off the grind, and I don't just feel like doing nothing. And then I'm right back where I was before. You ever been there? You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you're just like, I'm just going to stay with the grind. You know, I'm going to just stay busy because I, I, I don't know. But, 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 but there comes a point where, listen, the grind has a limit to it. And you don't want to find out what the limit is. The hustle has a limit to it. And so, so, so but we operate in that way because naturally, that's how you operate when you're just trying to get things done and all you see is the solution to circumstances. You can't see all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, right? All right, so, so, so God, God said, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my son and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in a position to be born again, to be the eyes of your understanding, to be enlightened, for you to be awakened to there's more than you see. You yeah, remember it was uh, uh, 2 Kings 6, is a little audible, 2 Kings 6, uh, Gehazi and Elijah was in a situation where the, the, Elijah kept telling the, 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 the king's business when he went in the king's house. He said, how do they know where we at all the time? He says, man, they got a man of God with them, flowing in the gifts. He's telling them what we're going to do before we do it, man. That dude, Elijah, man, I'm telling you. So they got armies together for one man. <laughs> This shows you when you're powerful in God and says, oh, we're going to go get him. So the armies come, his servant is like, master, man, look, look, man, like we're going to die. He said, man, chill out, man. He says, it's more to be with us than be with them. He wasn't looking at just what he saw. And he, he prayed, Lord, open his eyes that he'll see. That he'll see more than what's in the natural, more than the circumstances, more than the betrayals, more than the debt, more than the sickness and disease, more than what they said because I made this mistake and what I can and cannot do. He says, show him what he's not saying, right? Second Kings 6, 16, somewhere, in there, somewhere around that chapter, right? It's probably, actually, it is actually that chapter and is, is, that's one of the verses. <laughs> Let me stop saying that, right? All right, so, um, and so God created this system and because God always wanted to impact the earth realm from the heaven realm. He always wanted to, to use us, right? And so he says, okay, this, this, you know, they, they've divided themselves and they're, it's almost like your hand deciding I'm leaving the body. And it's going to be on its own. How's that going to work for your hand? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, you know, it's going to die. <laughs> right? It needs, it, 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 its value is its connection to the body. Right? Right. So, so let's look here. 1 Corinthians 12. Keith. Be obedient. All right. 1 Corinthians 12. 
and verse 27. It says, now ye are the body of Christ, okay? So Christ came in and created a system for God to have access back into the earth realm. So what he did was he, he died so we can attach ourselves to him. Right, so it says, now you are the body of Christ. Look, and members in particular. So we're just members of Christ's body, right? Remember I said the gifts are an attachment of, of God. It's a piece of God, right? Right, and so, so we are members in particular. We are the body. We are the body parts that carry out the direction from the head of the body. We are the body parts that carry out the direction from the head of the body, which is Christ. Just like your, your, our body parts now carry out direction from our head, right? But we, when we're operating in the gifting, we're the body parts carrying out direction from the head, Christ, right? Does that make sense so far? So this is the thing. It's not individual ministry that we're trying to operate in here. It's body ministry. It's not individual ministry. It's body ministry. That's why some of us are funky. Some of us are depressed. Some of us are frustrated. Some of us are working hard and it seems like we're never gaining the fulfillment because it's not individual ministry. It's body ministry. See, it's the whole church functioning charismatically with every member filled with the Spirit performing the ministry which they have been set in the body to fulfill. See, that's what, that's what the, the, the funkiness is. So we think uh, our individualism or, or being separate from the body is an option. There's something in us that's telling us that's okay. It's never been okay. And you ever, you ever like, you talk to your kids and, you know, you're trying to uh, show them the best way to do things. Uh, you know, hey, hey, if you do this, and they're looking at you, they got to look like, I don't know, mom. Like, that's thing kind of, I, I can't see it. And you're like, no, no, just do it this way. Yeah, but it's hard. But you say, oh, yeah, it's going to be hard for a while, but once you press through, you'll be able to do it. But I don't know. I, I, yeah, and you ever see kids, they keep changing um, sports. But when, when, when you paid all that money for the initial sport, they were like, I, you know, they, 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 every day. But I really want to do this. Well, my friends get to do it. Like, so you're thinking they really want to do this. Right? So you invest all your energy and your time, this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, they go through a little adversity and they don't want to do it no more. But then you, then you try to, what you try to do, because you invested your money. So you're like, no, 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 you can, you can do this, man. You can do this. You can do this. And you're like, come on, come on, we can do this. And they're like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. And then you're like, well, I can't force them. So now you shift to something else. And then they're excited about that. Right? Ah, 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 See, I don't understand. They pouting around the house, so you're like, that's my baby. That's my baby. We're going to put them in a position to do it. And then they're they, they serious about that. Just a little adversity hit. Then what happened? They don't want to do that no more. Right? Y'all still think I'm talking about the kids? Because <laughs> this is how we roll. Right? As soon as we get a little uncomfortable, right, we shift, right? Why are we doing these things? Because why do kids want to do these things that later on they change? Because they were exposed to it or so they saw somebody else or was influenced. It wasn't necessarily led by God in all of these cases. It was just something 
that everybody's doing or something they thought they needed to do at the time. And we do the same thing. We don't start with God. We start with our feelings, right? And we keep getting into things that ain't necessarily being led by God, right? And so, but if we, if we connect ourselves to the body, this is the, this is the thing, I, this thing I know and what I realize. When you start to connect yourself to the body, right, like things, something flows through you. You know, and, 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 and it creates a different thirst. You know, just, it creates a different thirst. All of a sudden, gifts start jumping around in you. You know, start spinning and stirring up in you. You, you, you feel like you can, you can do things. Like, like you, you'll sit there in the pew. Something will happen, and you'll be like, man. On the inside, you say, I could do that. But he's like, I ain't going to tell nobody because then they might ask me to do it. <laughs> right? You know, so, so you try to dismiss these things, but your fulfillment is, is, is not showing up at your complacency and your, your paralyzation. It's showing up on your movement. Draw nigh unto him, he draw nigh unto you. When you move to serve, when do you move to give of yourself, when you move to present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, then the gift then starts moving towards you. The more you get rid of you, the more the gifts show up. The more of you, the less gifts. No, no, no. You, you could be a, a, a charismatic orator. You can inspire people. People can like talking to you. But birds and yolks aren't being destroyed or removed. Okay, all right. So, yeah, see, that's wonderful. It's going over real great. All right, so 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. <laughs> It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with them, right? The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit, to benefit others' lives. Verse 18, it says, but now God has set the members, every one of them, in the body, what? As it has pleased him. He sets us in the body as it pleased him. God is not asking for our permission where he wants us to be set or planted. God is setting us and planting us where we can flourish. He made us. He knows exactly how, where, and what we need to do to flourish, right? And John 15, 5 says, apart from him, we can do nothing. Apart from the body, we can do nothing. You start reading through John 15, it starts off, you know, it says we're, uh, uh, he's the vine and we're the branches. It says uh, the, the branch apart from the vine can't bring forth fruit. It says that that branch is, is, is apart from the vine, is, is used for firewood. It says, so, so just like us, apart from him, he's the vine, we're the branches, we can do nothing. Like, like, so we have to be connected to the body to, to be fulfilled, right? It's 1 Corinthians 14. Let's go over there, two chapters over. Again, still foundational here, but 1 Corinthians 14, too. All right, so look at this, because we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit, and we're talking about body ministry and how we're connected to the body, and basically God flows through Christ through us to, to manifest in this earth realm, right? That's what, we're, that's what we're going so far. That's what we're making a case for here. So 1 Corinthians 14, 2, it says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understandeth them. Look, how be it in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. And see, so the things in the unseen realm are mysteries in the seen realm. 
but they're not mysteries to God. And so when, 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 when God arrests us and has us speaking, right, uh, or, or, you know, another version, let's see. Let's, let's, well, let's go up to verse 1. It says, follow after charity or love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy, right? That means let God speak through you to manifest his perfect will in the earth realm, right? And, and then it says, but he that speaks in unknown tongues speaks not unto men, but unto God. So an unknown tongue is unto God. Prophecy, which is the gifts, right, is God speaking. It says, how be it we speak mysteries? Right. Another version says, but rather that you may prophesy, speak the oracles of God. Speak the oracles of God. Howbeit in the spirit you speak mysteries, the unseen to the seen. You speak in the unseen to the seen. Right? And this is the thing. If, if we don't speak the unseen to the seen, people will think what they see is all there is. What they have is all they ever have. Now, we're operating in desperation. We're operating in confusion and frustration and depression, right? Because we're operating in hustle. Hustle is different from operating in the holy, right? Hustle, you know, hustle is, is, is an is a, is a urgency. It's a level of fear. That's not faith. The scripture says, fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Right? In uh, Exodus 14, 13 and 14. Right? So, 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 the, but that hustle has us flowing differently. Right? You got people in cold. You must have put that thing on, on blast, blast. Like. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, so, uh, Ephesians 6, 19 and 20. Ephesians 6, 19 and 20. Boy, my mind. All right, so Ephesians 6, 19, 20 says, and for me, look, 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 and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, the unseen scene. It says, for which I'm an ambassador in bonds, look, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So there's things that God is is, is that's going to pour into us. He talked about I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Gifting is going to take a level of insight and boldness to speak it out um, because God's trying to manifest some things. You know, you know, take my time. I was about to jump into something that I'm about to talk about in a second. In, in a second. So, so, so speaking these things out in boldly or speaking the unseen into the seen um, it's a, a prophetic pro- proclamation or, or operating in a speaking spirit. But let's, let's look here at Genesis. Let's walk through this thing in Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. I'll connect it all here in a second. Genesis chapter 1. So I said take notes, write stuff down because it would be nice. We're talking to Almighty God. It would be nice if the answers and the solutions were just simple. One, two, three. No, no, you got to, it, see, it says to them, uh, they, 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 they're hearing it, they don't understand. They have eyes, but they don't see. What it's saying is like, they, they don't even know how to get focused. 
They don't have to stay locked in. He says, but for you, it's given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But you got to be, a, you got to keep your heart pure so you can pick up when God is talking and when you need to act on what God is telling you, right? All right, so, 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 so let's see how this process started. Let's give you the foundation of this. So Genesis 1, 26 and 27. It says, God, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, right? All right, and then uh, verse 27, oh, I'm sorry, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. He's saying man should have dominion. Verse 27, so God created man in his own what? Image. In the image of God created he him male and female female created he them, right? So he made him his image and after his likeness, but, but, but if, if the Bible stopped at verse 27, what's the only reference for God's image and likeness that we have? The previous verses. God said, let there be light. God said, let there be a firmament. God separated the word. God said, God said, God said. I think God said in the, in the, in the is, is, I forgot the exact amount of times, but it's, it's, it's amazing. But God spoke everything into existence. He spoke with a prophetic voice. He spoke as a speaking spirit, but when he spoke, everything he said moved. So remember we talked about this uh, a long time ago, um, but, but, you know, because sometimes people think it's spooky. God said and, and stuff happened or things moved. But right now people speak to their phones. And their phones type, their computers type. I have a, a, a software on my computer that be messing up half the time because they don't understand what you're saying all the time. But you can speak and it'll type out the words. You know, you could talk to your car now and just tell your car to turn on, answer the phone. You know, I, I got these headphones. I, I'll be at the gym and somebody will text me. It'll say text from. I, I didn't know when I got them. I just got them on sale. It said text from and then it'll tell me what the text is. Right? So, how's it doing this? How's your, your phone responding to you? Your house, turn off the lights. Oh, 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 this guy right here, this, this guy right here with the glasses. Yeah, Alexa, <laughs> he has his own personal secretary that takes care of everything at the house. Lights, TV, everything. <laughs> Alexa, uh, 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 play that other playlist, you know, right? And Alexa responds, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little speaker. And, it's, and it, it plays the playlist, right? It can, it can shout, it can order food for you. I just, uh, just go on to Whole Foods and order me some biscuits, you know. And Alexa orders your biscuits, right? How is it doing that? 26 syllables, 40 voice patterns. It picks up between the 26 syllables, 40 voice patterns, picks up what you're saying, triggers movement. Motion activated doors. You move, the doors move. So all this thing is happening in life, but it's okay now that we're in 2021, but I grew up, I'm born in the 60s, 1962. So I came through the 60s up until, what, eight. At nine, I'm in the 70s. And then the eight, Jesus Christ, this long. (laughs) I mean, when, when I started, I, was, I didn't think I was, I didn't realize I was about to do. <laughs> but that's been around, huh? 70s, 80s, 90s. 
But, but, but what am I speaking to no phones? We couldn't travel around with a phone. Wait till I get home. Matter of fact, I wouldn't even know if you called. Y'all get offended now because I called you. Because you figure everybody carrying their phone. What you going to do back in the 70s? Ain't nobody getting to the answer. <laughs> he said smoke signals. <laughs> He's funny. Ain't nobody getting to the phone until they get, get home. And you could, like, and if, 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 you was on, if, if you're on the phone and somebody outside you need to talk to, you had to make a decision. <laughs> you can't just go outside and continue the conversation like you can now. Yeah, that, that long cord wasn't always going to make it. But what, what, I'm, what am I trying to say? Now we are, we're accepting voice activation, voice recognition. But it started in Genesis. God said, and everything around him recognized his voice and moved. Okay, all right, so now, so, so now that you got that. So then God, after he said, let us, so, so, so this is the, uh, the vision with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. All that, hey, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. It didn't happen yet. This is the vision that was spoken out. He spoke it out before it happened, right? And then let's go over here to Genesis 2. Genesis 2, verse 7. It says, and, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, right? Look. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Look, and man became a living soul. See, he could have just made them. Like the animals, like the trees, and like everything else. No, he added something. He breathed into him the breath of life. Now, he breathed into him the same thing that was in God. Because he said, we're going to make him in our image. Not just in our image, but after our likeness. Right, so when he breathed in him, he became a living soul, translated another speaking spirit. Man became another speaking spirit. Because he's in his image after his likeness. God said, let there be light. God said, that's why the Bible says you're snared by the words of your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Because you're another speaking spirit. Oh, you don't believe it? Man, nothing ever goes right for me, and nothing goes right. And you go, I knew that was going to happen. You spoke it. You spoke it. When, when, I, when I first heard it, I, I, I flipped it just to see if it worked. That, no, no, really, I'm from Newark. I was testing it. I didn't believe that stuff. <laughs> you know, but, but I said, okay, let me see if it works. So I started speaking what I desired. I'm living in what I was speaking. But I was just trying it at first. Let me see if this works. How do we get saved? We believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. We can believe all we want, but we don't. If it's not a conviction coming out of our mouth, if a, that prophetic proclamation is not coming out of our mouth, we're not born again. Okay, all right. So, so, so I'm gonna keep going. All right. So this is the thing. So a Christian who has embraced being a speaking spirit has mastered, number one, positive declarations, right? No longer, that, 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 that Christian no longer speaks like a child. That's not going to happen. I don't believe that. That's what children do. Children aren't, 
It's okay the children don't believe. They still figuring stuff out. It ain't okay for us. That's the way I've always been. That's what kids do. Kids are stubborn. We're supposed to be positively declaring not what we see and what we've had, what we desire going forward. Calling things that are not as though they were is what it says in Romans 4, 17, I believe it is, right? All right, so First so Corinthians 13, let's go back there. Um, I think I'm doing good. I was instructed to be patient, to make sure you have all the information. For some reason, I'm a lot more patient on Wednesdays. Now, we have a good time on Wednesdays. You know, it's just a different atmosphere for some reason. It's probably just more people praying on Wednesdays. I was playing. See, I just wanted to see how y'all was going to react to that. See, I was going to see who was going to sit there and go, who he think he, what he trying to say? See, I was, I was just joking. I wasn't even serious. See? <laughs> see how people do you? You had an opportunity to love me. Okay, I'm going to give him a pass on that one. I know, you know, I know sometimes he, sometime he could be stupid. All right, so 1 Corinthians 13, 11, which is a familiar scripture. It says, when I was a child, I spake as a child, understood as a child. And thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childless things. Now, the interesting thing is, this scripture is smack dab in the middle of talking about the gifts. 1 Corinthians 12 breaks down the gifts. Uh, we, we've been talking about it. The gifts of administration, uh, the uh, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, everything goes into 1 Corinthians 13. It says, yeah, but if, uh, I'd rather have uh, the basic English, you know, than to be a, a clanging symbol. You know, so, so, so I, I need to, you need to operate in love to operate in the gifts. Then it starts breaking down what love is. Then it goes, you see, see, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I wasn't thinking about love. I was thinking about self. Right? It says, now when you know in part, you can't see the unseen right now. It says, but then you'll know face to face. You'll be able to see the unseen. It says, now you're looking through a glass darkly. You can't even, you're just looking at the circumstances present before you and what's in the, the scene realm. It says, but then you'll see faith. Then you'll, it says, now you know in part, but then you'll see even as you're known by God. You'll see your gifting. You'll see your purpose of your gifting. You'll see how your gifting fits within the body. You'll see all that, right? But it says, but when you're a child, you speak like a child. You reject the gifting that's assisting you in finding the gifting. You dismiss the things of God with things like, no, nah, I don't even roll like that. That's not how I am. Well, I'm, you know, I don't believe that. Well, I see it different. No, you, you, you think it's different. You don't see it at all. Can I say that? Is that legal? <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> right. So, 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 so let's keep this in mind. We have this ability to decree a thing and they shall be established, right? It was the first Psalms uh, 138, right? Uh, right? We have this, this ability to, uh, to, to prophetically communicate and manifest things in the earth realm as led by the Spirit, inspired by Christ, and moved by God. We have this ability, but sometimes we get so caught up in our natural circumstances or 
or our delicacies of the flesh, it kind of clouds us and we can reflex reject it. Or we talked about earlier in 915 that we can snap back, you know. You know, like to grow in gifts, you know you have to embrace correction. Now, now, but, but in our culture, correction is like a, a curse. That's a curse word. Oh, oh, no, you didn't correct me? Or snap back. What you trying to say? Did you hear anything? Because I was redirecting you to get in position to flow in the gifts. So what did you hear? Oh, you heard the truth of the, the flaw that you've been trying to hide because you're a perfectionist. You didn't hear an opportunity to get rid of this monkey. Monkey getting heavy. <laughs> Every year it's getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> Dragging around the monkey. All right, okay, all right, we good, right? We, we, all, we all love each other, right? Y'all know that monkey, though, don't you? Some of y'all got names for it. What did he say? He said Clyde. Clyde. <laughs> my, my people. I was going to say something else. <laughs> all right, so, all right so, 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 so what God does is, is he, when he pours this gift into us, he puts us in a position to operate in declarations. And so declarations uh, means, uh, there's, uh, the Hebrew word is uh, parasha. Uh, it means sum. It's a sum. Uh, another word for declaration is utterance. In the Greek, uh, digesis, it means recital, root word recite. So basically, your declaration is the sum of your faith. It's all you truly believe crystallized in voiced words. See, so when we soak up God and his word, that faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Meditate on the word, day and I do all that's written therein. Then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. Why? Because when you're absorbing the nutrients of God's prophetic word, and it gets in you, it stirs up the gifts and you voice what you believe. And God is pouring in what he wants manifested. Once you believe it, you manifest it because you speak it out prophetically. But, but, but let's say if you, you, you go through hurt. Well, something in our design tells us I'm hurt, so I'm excused from operating the gifts. All right, so, so I use this example. We were talking about discipline, which we we're going to talk about in about a few weeks on Wednesdays. I was like, so, so you're at the job, and you got to be there. You have responsibility. You're in human resources, so you have a big conference. So um, Sally over there hurts your feelings, crushes you, portrays you. So the conference, they shut down the conference? We're not doing a conference now. Let us know when you feel better. That's how it works? No. Oh, you're in school. You're in school, right? You're in school, right? You. T Terrell, you are? You're in school. All right, so you have tests in school. Um, so final exam comes up. 
And school costs money, don't it? Yes? Is that okay? It's okay to say yes. Work with me, please. All right. So school costs money. You have tests. And if you fail the test and don't pass the class, you don't get the money back. So you really want to pass the test. But let's say you, you, somebody hurt your feelings that week, that day, the day of the final. Did the teacher go, oh, no, no, we'll just skip the final until, man, sit at the house, have a few drinks. When you come up out of that, you can take the test. Is that how it works? How come we think it works that way with God? How come with God we think gifting and calling says, oh, man, they, they treat you like that? Man, please. Man, you just, you just take a few years and bask in the pain, and when you come up at it, man, we can get this gifting thing started. Why do we think that? Why, why, why is it all or none with God but nothing else in our life? I, I'm, I'm, okay, so I'm still going somewhere. Because God is, God, God is trying to set us up for declaration, but the adversary is trying to put so much weight, so much lust, so much confusion, so much pain, so much betrayal, so many circumstances, so much debt, distress, discontentment, because he knows what you're going to believe then. You're going to believe all the craziness that's happening to you. What you're going to speak. You're going to speak what you believe and what's going to manifest in your life, what you spoke. Because you snare by the words of your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So he's trying to fill you up with the wrong things to say. Because he knows you're a speaking spirit. And he's hoping you don't know it. See, this is, the adversary sets things up in your life like this. He, you know, I've taught this ages, thousands of times. But he puts up a screen. And, and false evidence appearing real. Fear, right? F-E-A-R. And, 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 and. But it's, it's, it's not real. It's, it's, a delu- it's an illusion. But he wants you to see the image as real. Remember, it says in the last days, they're going to say, this is the guy that we was all, that, that, that shook up kingdoms? Are we serious right now? How did he get away with that? False evidence appearing real. So he put the screens up, set the screens up, and he goes, say it, say it, say it. Worst case scenarios, this is not going to happen. Terrible outcomes. Oh, what happened in the last relationship is going to happen in a new relationship. Oh, once they played you, you should never try that career again because they're all going to do the same thing. It's one situation. We've turned one situation and, 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 and spread it over millions, hundreds of thousands of opportunities that could be different. One relationship. We spread it. You know how many people in the world? But this one relationship represents all these billions of people. You know how many churches there are in the world? Hey, how many churches have you been to? Really, really been to? Like sit down, grown with, ask questions, fellowship. How many? Three? You said two. <laughs> but, but, but how many times have we said, yeah, the churches, man, based on what? We don't even know. We're looking through the lenses of what we've experienced or what we've heard, but not, not in reality. That team, it was that team. It wasn't even a team. It was the person running the team. 
It wasn't even the whole team. It wasn't even all the coaches. But now no other team gets a shot at using your gifts. No other ministry gets a shot at using your gifts. No other relationships can, can, can benefit from your gifts. You know what that was? Say it. Say it. False evidence appearing real. Oh, speak that. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I love this boldness and this confidence. Oh, just keep talking it. Keep talking it. All right, take down the set, demons. We got him. He, he's speaking out his own demise. He, he's using his speaking spirit to declare what he don't want. We got him. And then go to the next person. Put up the set. Say it. Say it. He can't stop us. He can only try to trick us into stopping ourselves, right? Because we're speaking spirits. We're gifted. But he wants to pervert. He's not a creator. He's a perverter. He wants to twist the gift. He wants you, do you, he, listen, do you know some of us in this room have been influencers our entire life? Without even opening our mouths, people want to follow you. And so when, you, when, he, when he breaks you, people are following you into your, that same depression that you carry. And you're going, that's, they're not my responsibility. No, you were set in the body as it pleased God. They are your responsibility. Right? Same thing. Like, like I was influencing people when I was in the world, just not towards God. I was being twisted, perverted. All right? All right, so, so again... The, the, our declaration is the sum of our, of our faith. It's all we truly believe crystallized in voice words. It's what overflows out of our hearts. Our declaration. So we're speaking spirits and whatever we fill our hearts up with, we're going to speak out and, and it's going to manifest in our environment. Right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Matthew 12, 34, right? And so that's why God is saying, no, fill yourself up with my word, with my vision, right? Look, look, uh, Luke 1, 1, I'm just going to, for the sake of time, I'll just, you can write it down. It says, for, for as much as many have taken in hand and set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Look, look has set forth in order, set forth, have spoken a declaration of those things which are surely believed among us. What's really believed is what we speak. And what we speak and what we really believe is what we absorb on a consistent basis, right? Not what we front, what we absorb. Uh, uh, that's, why we, that's why we have to become a student of the word. It's our source of declaration. That's why the scripture says meditate on the word day and night. Do all that's written therein. Then shall you make a way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. So why is meditating on the word optional for us when we all want to be prosperous and successful? You would think that, like, it can't be that obvious. It is. It can't be that simple. It is. Ask these people that's been meditating on the word day and night how their whole life is changing. So when we excuse, when we're meditating on the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life, we're not going to be successful and prosperous. 
but we shouldn't be depressed because we're getting what we meditate on, what we speak out. Right? 2 Corinthians 4.13, we believe, therefore we speak. We believe, therefore we speak. Something happens when you absorb yourself with anything on a consistent basis. You speak it out. This is not necessarily negative, but so don't take this personal, but I just want to use it as an example because the person might be watching. So I was talking to somebody recently, and they were saying, man, there's a lot of murders in this city. I said, stop watching the news. But, but they spoke it out. They spoke it out because they were absorbing it, not because they was being evil or nothing like that. They just absorbing it. So first thing I said, stop, stop watching the news because this is the reality. There's a lot of, there's murders everywhere. This is what circles you travel. Everywhere. Now, this city right here is special. Hang a left and a right. (laughs) But what's the benefit of us believing them? You see what I'm saying? Like, like so, so we believe, therefore we speak. The scripture says, so speak ye in James 2, 12, right? We read the scripture where, where the, the, uh, what is it? The disciples spoke with boldness, right? So, so, so this is the interesting thing. Romans 12, 3 says, let's go there. Romans 12, 3. I'm, I'm winding down here, but Romans 12, 3. We can prophesy our own prosperity, our own fulfillment. If we absorb God's word. Remember, uh, what Jeremiah said? It was like fire shut up in my bones. What it was is he, he was absorbing it so much it couldn't stay. He, he, could, he just had to speak out what he was absorbing. It was like fire shut up in his bones. I saw Romans 12, 3. We've read this scripture before. It says, for I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly, highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according has God to dealt as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. He's dealt to every man the measure of faith. Uh, another version says he's dealt to every man the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith. So the interesting thing is faith is designated as a spirit. But so faith is de- designated spiritually, but isn't just a spirit. Uh, but a living, breathing, speaking spirit. Faith is living, breathing. See, faith is alive. Faith is alive. God has dealt every man a measure of faith on the inside, and he wants us to feed the word to, to keep, you know, like when you feed, you feed a plant because you feed, you're feeding it because it's, it's living, right? You know, it needs resources to stay alive, right? So we, we're feeding that faith in us, the word, you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, because faith is alive. Faith is 100% life and can only give us life. That's why we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. But Romans 1.17 tells us that. The just shall live. live by faith. That means 
the more we feed faith, the more life we have, the more we live. So you have faith who's, that's alive. God's word is alive. The words that I speak to you, they're spirit and life. Right. Uh, man should not live by bread alone, but what? So if faith is alive and the word is alive, so when a live faith is mixed with a live word, it manifests life into a world of sin and death. When live faith is mixed with live word, it manifests life into a world of sin and death. All right? See, see that, that, that slip up with Adam and Eve created sin and death, separation from God, and everything dying. But, but we were infused into this world to bring back life into it. Right, to bring back life into it. Not to be carnally minded, but to be spiritually minded. Because, you know, if you're spiritually minded, what? That's life and peace. To be carnally minded is what? Death. Right? So the more we take and absorb and fill our belief system with the, the, the flesh, the more we'll speak death. The more we take on the word, we speak life. When, you know, if, if your finances is dying, we're supposed to be speaking life to them. If our body is dying, we're supposed to speak life to it. But not just look at it. If somebody, uh, uh, if there's situations around us that's dead, we're supposed to speak, we're designed to speak life. Not just look. We're supposed to, but see, it should trigger life-giving words from you. Somebody looks like they're dying in their life and, 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 and being depressed from purpose, it's a place of demand on the life in you to speak life in them. Right? You should inspire. That's what an inspiration is. In spirit. You're speaking spirit and you're speaking to their spirit, stirring up their gifts. You, know, you ever see somebody sit around you like, oh my God, I don't know, but something about this conversation just awakened me. Something about this conversation did something for me, right? And that's why, you know, Paul was saying in the Romans 7, 14 to 25, he said, things that I want to do, I find myself not doing. You know, the things that I don't want to do, I find myself doing. He says, I, I want to do good, but evil is present with me. Good is speaking life. Good is, is, is proclaiming God's manifested perfect will of God on this earth. That's what the Spirit is indeed willing to do, Matthew 26, 41. But the flesh is too weak to do. The flesh wants to speak circumstances, worst-case scenarios, right? And so that's why we have to feed ourselves with what God says, not just yield to what the world says. See, we call this faith-filled words, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak, or prophetic proclamation. Faith-filled words of prophetic proclamation. So we're going to end with two scriptures here as we're learning more and more and more to flow in the gifts and to put ourselves in a position to operate in purpose through the gifts. John 15, 7 says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Think about what that says. You can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. But it says, if you abide in me, submerge yourself in me and my words submerge itself in you. You can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Because now you're, you're an extension of me. 
my gifts are flowing through you. You're, a, you're operating in a speaking spirit made in our image and after our likeness. So, of course, if you, you, you're not speaking your will. So this is the confidence that we have in anything we ask according to in harmony with his will. He hears us, and we have the petitions that we desire of him. Right? This is 1 John. Right? You see what I'm saying? Like, we're speaking spirits. If we, if we recalibrate ourselves to operate the way we're supposed to, God fills us up with his prophetic word. Look, look at the power of, of, of us filling ourselves up with the word. Isaiah 55. We're going to end with this scripture. I kind of did a Wednesday night version, you know, because we need all the information, you know what I'm saying? So, so kind of a Wednesday night flow. Because we got to get this, so I have to be obedient to make sure we get it. Isaiah 55. All right, I'm going to hit verse 11, but for context, let's start at verse 6. It says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked, the twisted, forsake his way, the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord to operate in the gifts. And let him uh, turn to the Lord. He will have mercy upon him. And to our God, he will abundantly pardon for us not operating in our design. Right? You see that? It says, for, look, so, so he explains. It says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. But you were put here to extend my thoughts and ways. But you have separate individual Doing your own thing, thoughts, it ain't got nothing to do with why I purpose and plan, why I gifted you in the first place, right? It's as far as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Meaning that why would you not consider my thoughts? They're at a whole nother level. Why would you not consider my ways? They're at a whole nother level. Why would you even equalize your thoughts with mine or trivialize my thoughts and line them up with yours? I'm God. If I show up, you can have thoughts, but when I show up, you're like, okay, I have thoughts, but what you got to say, God? <laughs> As opposed to, okay, I don't know. I hear you, God, but I have to decide whether or not I'm approving that thought. Right? And then it says, uh, uh, for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Look at this, verse 11. This is our focus. So shall my word be that go forth out of my mouth, my prophetic proclamation, my declaration. It shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So if I send my prophetic word for you to prosper, have good success, for you to heal, be healed, I sent my word to heal you, what the scripture says. If I sent my word through you and it's spoken in the earth realm, it's going to manifest. I can't guarantee you that about your own understanding word or the circumstances communicated in the culture word, but I can guarantee you with my word. Right? So, 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 so I just wanted us to, uh, I said I was going to talk about the speaking spirits. I know we were talking about the old, the old wineskins and new wineskins, meaning the, uh, um, the anointing and operating 
in this dispensation in the gifts of the Spirit as opposed to, we'll probably have some time to talk about it next week, the old dispensation where they had to have prophets and judges and, you know, individual folk to that set themselves apart to hear from God and everybody had to run to that one individual. But God said, in this time, in this dispensation, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. So, so giving everybody access, it doesn't remove our accountability to the body. See, we're ta- we think our individual access is like, you know, what's the line? I wear, wear pants just like you. No, the Bible says after he talked about all these gifts, he says he's done diff- things in de- decent in order. Even he says... Um, there's a way you even disperse the gifts in a congregation. And he said, there's, the gifts should be judged. So if the gifts are judged, that means he set things in order. You know, that's why he talked about apostles, prophets, pastors, whatever. Set things in order just so everything can flow in harmony. But, but see, see, as people were going, as the apostles were going, nobody was jockeying for, man, ain't nobody telling me what to do. Nobody's thinking like that. Everybody's flowing with God. See, when, when it's about, well, you know, I think, I think this person trying to, you know, uh, like, like control me or this, that, and the other, that's self. That's pride. I get it. If you, all you have is this earth realm, hey, do your, do your own individual thing. That's all that's going on in the earth realm. Because that's, that's the only way you'll survive. But if you really want what God has, it's not even about self. It's not about pride. It's not about looking bad. It's not about what, you know, what happened to you the last time. It's about, man, getting it. Let's get it done. Right? Let's, let's, let's flow in the gifts. And, and, and it takes a level of humility and consistency to participate in that. It takes a pure heart to do that. Right? But, but, but and, and you might say, man, it's just been hard for me to do it because I can't shake this one thing. Well, the scripture says, be confident in this very thing that he has begun a good work and you will perform it as a day of Christ Jesus. Philippians 1 says, then, then the next, next chapter says he'll work in you to will and to do it. His good pleasure so you can flow in the gifts. He just needs us to yield. He don't need us to get in our head while we're yielding and calculate how long it's going to take. With the pro- we talked about that Wednesday. Well, he don't need us doing all that. He just needs us to yield and take the next step from here and then the next step from there and stop like Going in our head and thinking we can calculate it all out and determine, okay, so, so I know this Pastor Mel, you took this step, this step, so it looks like your trajectory took about, okay, calculate the years, so you got 10 years. So since I'm this age, it don't even work like that. It's not cookie cutter, it's customized. That's the thing. So, so, so you can't look to the left or the right. You can't measure, okay, so, 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 now what type of schooling do you have? So you got this school, this school, no, 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 no. Who was your professors? It don't make a difference. They ain't got nothing to do with you. You may not need none of those professors. Or you may need 10 times as many. You see what I'm saying? So you can't, it don't make a difference what that person's doing. Be obedient to what God is telling you to do. And embrace the whole thing, not just, some of you, listen, we got, me and him, we've been talking about this. We've been talking about the, 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 the uh, training track we're about to do. Listen, some of y'all, phenomenal speakers with no discipline. Some of y'all, most disciplined people in the world, I think, right? But don't have the humility to speak in front of nobody. 
Everything has to be controlled. Some people have a little bit of both. Some people are just immature. Some people are very mature. You see what I'm saying? Some people love studying. Some people love to preach. Some people just love to talk. Some people love to to, to do helps and to serve. Why don't we just embrace the things that we can't do? Because that's our holdup. Soon as somebody try to hit you what you can't do, you'll, you'll mush in their face what you can. Wonderful. Or you'll mush in their face what you've already done. I, I'm going to say this respectfully. You know I love y'all, right? I can't say that. I'm not going to say that. That's not, I'm not going to say it because it's not true. Yeah. You said you stand by the words of your mouth. I said, I got to figure another way. What you've done only has weight with you getting to what God told you to do. If, you don't, if you're not obedient and, and accountable and responsible for what God told you to do, you might as well throw away everything you've done. See, because it only works together for good when you're in harmony with his purpose. Romans 8.28. It only has value in his purpose. Outside of that, you, you, you just got something else on your resume. I got things on my resume that in a certain crowd, it probably go, oh, uh, if I was doing y'all thing, remember y'all thing y'all did? He's, a, he's an advanced hostage negotiator? <laughs> what, what, what weight does that have? How many of you really care? <laughs> she said, when I need it. Well, no, honestly, but it's still being used because I've been negotiating to get people out of the, the darkness. <laughs> you know, I've been trying to, I've been negotiating, you know. I've been like, hey, hey, I've been, I've been hostage negotiating with the devil. Hey, come on, man, let him go, man. <laughs> come on, man, you know you can't hold him. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, even you got to bow down to God. Come on, man, let him go. All right, so, so I just, I, I, I'm saying that to say, not to devalue all your efforts, your, your degrees, and, and not just your degrees. Some of y'all have, have, have a lot of work experience, have, have a lot of exposure, whether it's ministry, whether it's a business. Those things are valuable, and you'll see how valuable they really are if you embrace the accountability and responsibility to God's purpose. All those things have value, so, so I'm not poo-pooing on them. But, but I'm saying, don't, don't stop there. Don't, was it me and you talking about this? Don't stop and don't rest there. Right? Right? And, and, and don't, don't uh, how can I say, blow off gifting because you're trying to uh, validate yourself. Sometimes you could just blow off gift. No, because I know that, dude. I know this, that. I know that. What you're telling that, that person is saying, okay, well, I can't tell you nothing because you, you already know everything. Here, everybody's valuable. Now that we got that out the way, let's all learn what we need to learn to grow. Seriously, if, if, unless you're blind, everybody's important. So we don't need, you know how you go into an environment, you want people to know, hey, man, I got this, I got that. You don't even go through all that. You're already valuable. You're more valuable than your degree. You're more valuable than your, uh, your, your uh, whatever ministry you've done. You're more valuable than uh, the team you played for. 
uh, the million dollars you made in, in, in 1980, you're more valuable than that. To us, like you, not, I'm not just blowing smoke, you're the greatest thing ever to us. Now that we got that out of the way, will you, would you open yourself up to get what you don't have? That's all I'm saying. I'm not, no, not, if you don't get it, I'm still opening myself up to get what I don't have, so I'm fine. But I'm saying, would you do that? Because the body needs you. Needs you bad. We need you gifted. We definitely, the body of Christ needs you, but we need you at heirs. You know, we don't need you sitting around going, well, if, if nobody asks me to do nothing, I'm not going to do it. We need you to show some initiative, show some discipline, put together some proposals, uh, be willing to have a part of the proposal rejected and, 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 and corrected to a point where it flows with the vision, you know, and then come back with another proposal. Not uh, that uh, I didn't really think that one through, so I'm not going to offer nothing else. No, keep on offering. Yeah, because the, the offering is helping us and it's helping you. It may make you look harder, make some adjustments, adjust that thing out. That's how we had to uh, 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 flatten this stage and to, and to build that wall back there. You had to figure out a way to, 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 I had to figure out a way to drywall that gap. To spackle that gap back. Y'all, y'all don't know the gap is there, but it is. Because it wasn't designed to be a flat stage. They had it tiered. So there's, there's wisdom for it. Just let us help. If you only let us help you. All right, so let's stand on your feet. That's, that's, that's all for today.